Welcome to another episode of Touchdowns, Tunes, and Tailgates. It's me, Cliff, your host, and I'm sitting here on a Friday afternoon, and I'm thinking, you know what? Don't worry. Be happy. Now, Bobby McFerrin doesn't normally pop into my brain, so it was kind of unusual, but it's kind of a good thought process to have going into the weekend. Just don't worry. Be happy. Enjoy the weekend. So let's get into what that means for me, and then we'll get into what it means for you. First of all, last night, are you kidding me? NFL football is a complicated, sophisticated game with tons and tons of planning, right? Well, somebody needs to tell Baker Mayfield because Baker flew across the country and 48 hours later was on a football field. and taking the Rams, the we just lost 812,000 games in a row, Rams, on a 98-yard game-winning drive against the Las Vegas Raiders. You can't make this stuff up with this guy. He's got more lives than a cat. And right now, MJ is covering her eyes, making horrible noises because I said the word cat. But that's okay. So... I sat for a good 10 minutes after that happened, and I was thinking about the universe and how things, if sometimes you just will it, it happens. And then some shit is just out of your control. When you learn to marry that together, things get better, i.e. don't worry, be happy. Baker Mayfield must have just, I don't know. Because he certainly wasn't worrying and he certainly was happy. He headbutted someone again with no helmet on while the other player had their helmet on still. How this doesn't drop his IQ by 40 to 50 points each time is beyond me. And trust me, you're talking to a guy, you're listening to a guy who's had a concussion or 12. So, anyway. So that was the start to my weekend, because as y'all know, you know, the weekend for me starts on Thursday night, even though these Amazon games are terrible, terrible. I mean, who would have thought the Rams versus the Raiders would be just two teams that can't get out of their way? One who brings in a quarterback who has not played with this team ever. And somehow beats the Raiders. Al Davis somewhere is rolling over in his grave. That is for certain. He is not feeling warm and fuzzy about this. And yet they keep showing pictures of his son and this woman. I don't know if y'all saw this, but she's on a scale of 1 to 10, probably a 12. Mark Davis is on a scale of 1 to 10, probably a minus 12. But his pocketbook is a plus 200. It's hilarious to watch. And everybody's trying to figure out who this woman is. Let me help y'all. The team is in Las Vegas. It might not even be the same woman every night. But I'm just saying. Football is good. So there was that. Then I'm on a conversation with our friend Stacy our go-to for everything country music in Yellowstone. 
and we were, were gonna, we were going to record on Wednesday night, and we didn't get to it. And here's why we didn't get to it. And I'm going to ruin this because we're going to get into it with her a little bit when she jumps on the show. You know, I'm sitting here in sweatpants, a hoodie, hat on backwards, nothing to do, petting the dog, getting ready to do this with her. And she informs me that at the last minute, she gets an invitation to go see at the Lexington Opera House in the round, Randy Hauser. McCullum, Parmalee, you name it, like these 10 great, amazing acts. Jackson Dean, who if you've not heard him yet, he's real, real good. But we'll get into that with her. So she's there. Andy, her partner in crime, is somewhere out in Seattle where it's raining, but he's out with his team and his crew doing what he does. And back to me, I'm sitting here again sweatpants, hoodie, nowhere to go, petting the dog. To say I was jealous is just an understatement. Then she starts sending me pictures of her with Parker McCollum and et cetera, et cetera. Just not nice, not nice at all. But anyway, the music was outstanding. We'll let, we'll let Stacey talk about that when she jumps in here. But so there was that. So now we're to the weekend. Now we're to cliff time. And y'all are going to come along for the ride here. Here's my day tomorrow. I'm getting up. I'm going to do a little housekeeping. Keep my shit together because God knows I need that. And I'm going to watch a lot of football. I know they're all B games and I know blah, blah, blah. But there's one particular game on tomorrow I'm really excited to see. I've had the luxury to see it in person several times. And for anybody who knows me, Army is near and dear to my heart. So tomorrow is the Army-Navy game, and I will go uninterrupted watching that. My phone will be off, and uh, I'll be taking in all the ambiance of that game. Because not only is it a great game always, but the crowd is just fascinating to watch. The Naval Academy and West Point, you know, doing their thing. So, so that's my day there. Sunday, all NFL, all day. So it got me to, all right, I got some good football to watch. All my busy work is done. What are we going to eat? So we had tailgating with Rod, our Kansas City Chiefs dude, on a couple weeks ago. And he brought to our attention, if you missed it, uh, a recipe for smashed burgers with Coke Zero. Now, I was skeptical, so I reached out to Rod and had him on to explain why he did it. And it turns out, and I think we all know this, anybody who grills, Coke's a good binder, works, da-da-da. But there's a bunch of sugar and other stuff in it. Well, he's a big Coke Zero fan. And Coke reached out to him and said, hey, how about you do a recipe? And sure enough, he created this thing. So I'm going to make for my buddies, some smashed burgers with Coke Zero. If you have not seen the recipe or you missed the show, you could see it on our TikTok or you can go to Tailgating with Rod anywhere and it's up there, Coke Zero. 
right now my production guy is egging on MJ. So MJ has decided to get off the bed and uh, kick things around a little bit here. And by the bed, I mean the couch. But um, otherwise, things are going really cool. I'm not worrying, and I'm being happy. So, football, smash burgers, Stacy rubbing it in my face that she goes to great concerts while I'm sitting home watching uh, Survivor. Something's just not right here. That's why my friends played this song for me. Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. My friend does an amazing job with it. You guys have to listen to it. On the other side, we'll come back uh, and Stacey will join us. Later in the show, the one and only Soccer Nick will explain to us why a soccer ball has all those panels on it because I've never been able to understand that. All right, y'all. Enjoy this. I'll see you on the other side. Here's a song McFerrin wrote Might wanna sing it not for no Don't worry Be happy In life we've got, we've got some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy You've got no place to lay rainy afternoon in Virginia be without my friend Stacy. Stacy, welcome in. Hey Cliff, thanks. How you doing? I'm doing good and Andy is uh somewhere in the of Seattle or <laughs> somewhere right. out there in the west, but I really think he should have just come here. The weather is exactly the same. <laughs> it's gloomy here, too. I'm, I don't know. It's a thing, I think, right now. Well, I'm going to speak on Andy's behalf to start this whole mess off. Okay. First things first. Andy's out in Seattle working. I'm here in Virginia in a pair of sweatpants petting my dog. And 
Where's my friend Stacy last night? Oh my gosh. She I... just out of nowhere says, Yeah, I'm gonna go to this in the round thing and you know. Maybe Parker McCullum's there, and oh, maybe Parmalee, and oh, by the way, one of my favorites of all time, Randy Hauser. I mean, it was like she had me in one of those WWF headlocks and was just punching me in the face with jealousy hammers. Yes. So we got to get into that first. So make me feel worse than I already do. And tell okay. me how awesome it was. All right. I well, I'm sorry, but yes, it was you know, truly I think one of my favorite events of all of 2022. Um, it is so neat to uh, it's called Acoustic Jam and it was in Lexington at the at the Opera House. So a really cool, intimate uh, venue, and um, you could hear a pin drop at moments. Uh, and then the place would erupt at other moments. And um, I just, there's so much to talk about. Uh, Randy Hauser blew the roof off. I just can never get enough of him. My first time seeing Parker McCollum, he blew me away. Uh, and J- Jackson Dean, too. Um, yeah, he's that, coming up fast and furious. Ooh, he is, and he is a cool cat. He's just so cool and i love the way he plays his guitar and he like puts his head down and just jams out and yep, just, yep. i don't know he's just so cool i love how him. many how many people does that uh place hold in lexington i don't know i'm not i'm not sure I, it kind of reminds me of the taft theater um in in cincinnati i, I i'm not exactly sure well, it's not huge it's not that big that's kind of where i was going a couple mm-hmm. thousand maybe yeah I would say so. Just the best way to see these musicians. I, I've had so many cool opportunities in my life to see concerts with 80,000 people and see them with 100. And the ones that will forever stick in my brain are the ones that were a couple hundred. It's just so intimate, so amazing. And a little birdie told me that you might have been like in the front row or something. <laughs> yeah. So a, a good friend of mine, uh, we go to, or we're at a lot of the same concerts. We met obviously through country music concerts and uh, she just happened to say, Hey, I'm headed to this. She was going by herself. She's like, I'm headed to this event. And um, you know, I see there's some tickets left. Would you want to go? And I, I went and looked and she told me what seat she was sitting in. And I don't even know how it happened, but I, there was one ticket left in the front row right next to her. Get out and of so, town. Yes. So I grabbed it and um, off I went. It was last minute. And sometimes that is so much fun. <laughs> it's oh, not God. planned. You don't have the, you know, you don't have the opportunity to get all geared up about it. Uh, but so it all kind of comes at once and you're just so excited. And um, it was Really, really good. That is so awesome. I am completely jealous. And while we're on the subject, go ahead and give my name and number to your friend so that (laughs) the next time she calls me instead of you, I can find a way to Lexington. Okay. I will. And you know what she told me, and I didn't know this either, they have uh, acoustic rounds like that all throughout the year. And this was like the annual finale, this acoustic jam. Um, And so I have to keep an eye out now. Yeah, totally into it. The only one I've ever been to, and it's been a few years on the countryside, is down in Key West. And oh. I will take any 
reason to go to Key West. No kidding. Absolutely. You, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's my vibe down there for sure. Yes. Country okay. music and the beach and I just seem to get along very well. <laughs> it's perfection. It, it really is. Okay, so Randy Hauser was amazing. Parker McCollum was great. Mm-hmm. Jackson Dean's this new cat that I love his music. It's been so, so good. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Yes. Oh. So, so we'll leave that on a positive note that that's went so well. But I got a question for you. Sure. What the heck is going on with Yellowstone? It's crazy. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't even know where to start. Where should we start? Uh, I think we have a limited amount of time today. So let's start with the, the brawl. I mean, shouldn't we be selling pay-per-view tickets for this stuff? I mean, this is, you know, chick fights are as good as it gets in the man world. Those two, those two went at it. They did. And, um, wow. That threw some crazy, crazy punches. Uh, Summer was bringing it right back to her. And what I actually liked about it is how, I guess, Hearing uh, Beth was at the end once they fought it out. It I was mean, an never... interesting twist. Yes. I didn't expect. And me either. And then she was like, "Let's go get something to eat." <laughs> yeah, and... I busted your nose in your eye. Now let's yeah. go have some food. Yes, and and then they were walking in, and and Beth made some kind of you know comment about her again, and then she said, "Oh, wait, sorry, we're not doing that anymore. We just settled everything." And so I think it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward, and maybe they'll become best besties. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of was looking forward to Lainey Wilson being her bestie. Of I sorts. know, I know. But I feel like some drama building there on on that side of the fence between Lainey Wilson and now I forget this character's name. What's her name? Summer, that's it. Summer, I rem- yes. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Beth. There'd be some interesting twists to that that I'm really looking forward to seeing how Taylor Sheridan just builds those up. I know. It's really interesting. And just, I love how they do the, they show the previews and they just share like a tiny glimpse. And it looks oh, like yeah. something it's- is coming with their two day trip they're going on. And I don't know what's going to happen. Well, and what I've noticed lately, and maybe I just never noticed it in the past, Stacy, is they don't give you like the preview for the next week. They take little snippets of like the whole season mm, and yes. put them into it. And you're going, is this next week? What is going on? <laughs> so I almost don't want to watch them anymore. I like that. It just messes with my brain. I know. And I keep watching watching each episode twice at least and it's interesting what i'll pick up that i maybe didn't catch um you know uh, either comment or even mannerisms you're like what did that mean what did that look mean it's um so well done so if i'm not mistaken andy was traveling again during the airing of the show is that correct yes and he Immediately wanted me to tell him what happened. Uh, he was in the air um, when it was aired. He was hoping maybe he could somehow watch it on the plane, but no, they're not going to be showing that on the plane. Uh, and I told him, no way. I'm not spoiling it for you. You're going to have to watch it <laughs> three times like me. 
Yes. So has he seen it as of yet, or is he still knee deep in everything going out there with work? Yeah. No, he hasn't seen it yet. He um, has been there since Sunday night, and he'll be home tomorrow. So I, I have a feeling that that's exactly what he's going to want to do tomorrow night and relax. Just tell him that there's a chick fight. <laughs> exactly. It'll be the like he he won't even pour a drink. It'll be the first thing he goes to to see. Oh it. my gosh, you're so right. I will tell him that. Absolutely. I mean, he's a great guy, but he's a guy. Yeah. And, and oh you know. yeah. You, no kidding. <laughs> well, speaking of guy and girl, we've all had some troubles and tribulations with one of our favorites this week, Mr. Morgan Wallen. Oh my gosh, I'm a little. I'm. I feel like. I feel like I just broke up with my boyfriend in like 11th grade or something. You've been parked in the waiting room. Oh my gosh. It's like heart breaking situation. Um, I've never not been, I, I, there's been times when I haven't been able to get concert tickets that I wanted, but I've never not been able to even get in the queue to even try to fight for them. And oh my gosh, it is a super sad place to be. Well, for our listeners who don't know, Morgan Wallen tour went on sale. Um, I guess there's a couple different days that the tickets are going on sale. Is that right, Stace? Yeah. They, um, on the 6th, they announced for everybody whether you were invited to the pre-sale or whether you were waitlisted. Um, and pretty much waitlisted means there's no way you're not going to get <laughs> called yeah. on. Uh, Waitlist, then, waitlisting here is like the guy you want to take to the prom already has a date <laughs> with the most beautiful girl on earth. <laughs> but if something me. happens and he doesn't like her anymore, <laughs> he'll take you. Cause That's there's right. nobody coming off of that way. That, that deal. And the way anybody, if one person in this whole country on the wait list gets a ticket. I will eat lizard guts. It's yeah. just not going to happen. I know. It's the most absurd thing ever. It is. And they're saying not only will the the people waitlisted for the pre-sale not happen, but it'll never reach public sale. Of course, no. That's insanity. Of course not. Yeah. I know. Of course not. Yes. Ticketmaster yes. is the big bully. And you it just is. want to take them out and beat the snot out of them. I know it is. I, I trust me. I've had major issues with Ticketmaster over the years, and it is incredibly frustrating. But I, I don't want to say I get it, but at the same time, I mean, this is the most popular artist. I'm guessing in any genre. I'm guessing besides Taylor Swift, she's up there too. But how do you manage that? I get yeah, it. It's and coming piece. off of the Taylor Swift debacle, mm -hmm. you know, and then they're like, oh, great. We're going to make a fortune off Morgan Wallen, but it's going to be a living hell. I know. I know. <laughs> and what I'm hearing is, you know, immediately there are barely any um, face value tickets available. And what the pre-sale, the lucky pre-sale um, um, concert goers, goers are reporting is that it immediately goes to official platinum. And so the prices are insane, but you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but how exciting there are a lot. Obviously I think 
you know, it's sold out. A lot of super happy people right now. And just don't talk to me. I'm not ready. I'll tell you when I'm over it. I'm not over it. <laughs> so I'm now really understanding why Andy is in Seattle. Yes. That was as far away as he could go without leaving the country. That's right. And I was on the wait list for, or excuse me, I was a verified fan and ticket master for one venue and he went for another. We right, we tried to double our yep. chances and we were both waitlisted. So we we're texting back and forth, just traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. The life and times of best studios. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it sounds a little silly to be heartbroken over something like that, but you know, when you're country concert or country music fans, period, right? It's a big deal. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a what big we deal. live for. It's a big deal to me. I think, though, interestingly, you like the amphitheater vibe, which, make no mistake, I do as well. But I love festivals. Oh. So I love, and listen, there's an art to going to a festival. Kind of like there's an art to getting tickets, which you are the queen of. <laughs> Apparently, your throne just got dented a little bit. This <laughs> oh, week. absolutely. But there, there's an art to going to a festival, and we're going to pick a festival this year and we're going to let Cliff manage the process. Okay. Of okay. where we're going to sit, how we're going to be there. And it's going to be exciting. I'm telling you, Andy is going to be a very happy dude hanging out with us, as will you. Just put I'm, a beer in his hand and. He'll yes. be happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a life theme right there for sure. <laughs> That's why his liver is still on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, I've had a great time checking in with you as always. We've got a great show on the way. On the other side, we're going to talk soccer with Nick. So we'll see you on the other side again, Stacy. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk more next week. All right, great. Th take care. Okay, as previously discussed with Stacy, I have brought the one and only Nick in. Nick, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Cliff. Oh, man, this is a blast. Definitely, definitely. So I was trying to describe you to one of my friends the other day, and I really couldn't come up with the answer, but there's always that one friend in every group mm -hmm. who has a unique um, perspective, I'll call it, and they kind of look at things differently. And when I think about that with you, it's soccer. Yeah. Like there are yeah. some people who are like, oh, soccer is blah, 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 blah. As you know, Nick, both my daughters play. I have a love-hate relationship with the game. But when I have any question, I go to you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, obviously, as an American, I grew up with the big three, basketball, baseball, American football. Um but 2006 World Cup, I saw Italy make a run and win the World Cup, and I just I latched onto it. I think this is a good time to let you guys know that Nick is Italian. <laughs> so I got all pumped up for soccer for World Cup. I always do. Mm -hmm. 
I'm a particular fan of women's soccer because of the kids. Of course. It's a different game. But I was really excited this year. We had, what, the second or third youngest team? Yes, uh, third youngest team this year. Um, They're one for the future. This year they disappointed just a little bit. But next World Cup, they're going to be humming. See, I really wasn't that disappointed. But I don't live and die it like you do. Well, considering the level of competition and where America is in the world stage when it comes to football, you're right. Shouldn't be too disappointed. But um, with the way that a lot of people have been building up these young guys and the way they're going to come up, like I said, next World Cup, they're really going to have to at least make it to the quarterfinals. Um, trying to get into soccer and in American, you should follow in the Premier League. They have uh, Tyler Adams, the defensive midfielder for the United States, um, which even English pundits were saying – against them, and England's one of the premier teams in the world, that this kid was – he was the, the boss on the pitch. He killed everything. He was great. He was uh, real good, put a nice showing for himself. And then we have Aronson, who's just like a um, – he's just like the Energizer Bunny. He doesn't stop. He goes, 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 goes. He, he plays like how you would imagine an American to play. He's always fighting, always chippy, never gives up. Um, and he's good to bag a goal or two every once in a while. So yeah, he's exciting to watch. And the coach – of Leeds is a man by the name of Jesse Marsh, who has been in the mix to be the head coach of the U.S. national team for quite a while, and maybe in a couple years he'll get that job. Because I'm not a big fan of the coach currently. It didn't seem to me like he did a whole lot, but I don't know anything. So, you know, it like it seemed predictable to me the way they were playing. So... It's tough when, like, so this year was different, right? Because normally it's the summertime. So the season will end in May, and then you'll get six weeks with your team to develop what you want to do to get continuity and everything that they're doing. This year they, they went in the winter. So everybody's club season, and you've got guys in Germany, Austria, England, all Italy, over all over the world. they got to come together, and within two, three weeks, they got to formulate something. Oh, that makes sense. And as I said to you before – we have a lot of offensive talent, but it's not mature enough yet to play against the likes of the Netherlands, who we lost to, and these European powerhouses, and go toe-to-toe. So we have to sit back. We have to defend and try to get lucky on the break. And so, so as, as a layman, what I saw was, or what it seemed to be to me, is that they had the ability to dominate the possession of the ball but they didn't have that one particular or two particular players who could really make that final shot. No X factor. Yeah, no no, no lethality. Like you said, against England, we held the ball. We were great. They couldn't get it off us. Had trouble finishing. Just couldn't find the back of the net. And Pulisic is supposed to be that guy. But as USA, we also lack a proper number nine, which is your – Striker, striker. Pulisic is a winger. He's tricky. He can beat a man, but he's not that fox in the box, so to speak. We need to develop one of those. Um, now you can win without one, but you got to. It's tough. It's tough to win without one. It's that one nothing. Yes. Like you said, you know, just kind of wear down your competition, and then you get that one opening, but there you've you got to capitalize. Yeah, ball it. pops in the box, and the guy, bang, he's in. He's good to go. So let, that leads me to another question. Uh, who's this guy who on the American team who's like third ranked in the world or something and didn't get any playing time or only played like nine minutes the whole deal? Um, 
I'm not familiar. I'm drawing a blank, actually, Cliff. He played a little bit, like, right at the end of the Netherlands game. And supposedly, like, had an injury or something oh, like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Claudio Reyna. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, he plays for – um or no, Gio Reyna. His Gio father Reyna. is Claudio Reyna. Yep. Um, he plays for Borussia Dortmund, which is probably the second biggest team in Germany. Uh-huh. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. He's built. He's got the size. He's just had knee trouble. And, you know, like in any sport, and everybody knows stories of guys, if you can't stay healthy – your availability is your best abil- ability. Yep, and absolutely. And he struggles to be available. So, so you think him's his not playing was strictly he wasn't healthy? Yeah, he hasn't played regular minutes even in the league in his league. You know what I mean? He just can't consistently get on the field. And as you know, when you're a Borhalter, you can't you know you can't throw a guy out there who isn't up to snuff with the speed of the game at the current time. You know what I mean? And Really, he would do. He would actually do him, Geo, a disservice by playing him. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, when Pulsich went down with that quote-unquote groin injury, yeah, we're gonna. It's a podcast, so we could say he got his balls damaged. Yeah. Um, how bad do you think it was for him coming back? How hard? Like I, I've experienced it in football. Yeah. You know, but I don't think at the speed that that collision took place to that particular area of the body. I've ever had anything even that close. I have to imagine it hurt him pretty bad. Um, we've all been going full speed and taking a knee, you know, t- knee to knee with somebody, and we know how bad that hurts. Now, some as again, as everybody knows, sometimes it can linger. Sometimes you just, ah, F, like within the, the 30 seconds afterwards, and then it, you shake it off. But um, it looked like it hurt to me. Yeah, for sure. So for they sure. probably gave him whatever he needed you know, medicine-wise or whatever to get him back on the field. Yeah, medicine-wise shot. Exactly. Okay, so we got a limited amount of time, so I'm going to run these games down for you, and I want to hear who you think is going to win. Okay. And then the last thing I'll do is say, okay, who's going to win the whole thing? Gotcha. So first we have Netherlands versus Argentina. Yes. Who you got? Um, I have to say Argentina, but Argentina's 11. They're starting 11. Outside of Messi has been pretty average. Messi has been dragging them through, right? Um, Then you have the Dutch, who are a very young side. Actually, probably the European equivalent to the American side. Very young. Next World Cup, they should really be competitors. But their coach is a man named Louis van Gaal. Tactical master. Um, He will have a plan, and his players will stick to the plan. Again, I'll take Argentina, but don't. Don't, I would not be surprised if Netherlands gives them more of a fight or beats them and moves on to the semis. I'm going Netherlands only because of what I saw against America. Gotcha. They they have like a killer instinct. Yeah, they, they have a player, Gakpo, mm. uh, the big, tall. Oh, so what is he, 6'5"? He's a big guy. He's uh, he's quite good. He's a finisher. Yeah. Like, I didn't know 6'5 soccer players existed. Yeah, they, they do, but they're usually not like that. They're usually like your – the guy you kick Super, the ball up to the hold up to, but he can do it all. He can dribble. He can come at you. Yeah, he's yeah. a great player. He took position to try to head the ball a few times, and I thought to myself, they just have, need to get the ball in the right area. He's going to crush Yeah, and you saw that's what happened a couple of times. Absolutely. All right, this one's an interesting one for me, Croatia versus Brazil. Um, look, I wouldn't want to be in a street fight with Brazil. I'll just say no, that. No, so – Brazil is the best team at this World Cup. Technically, player-wise, they're, they're the best team, and they are humming. Nobody has been able to stop them. They are the clear favorites. 
I don't really give Croatia a shot, but I have a lot of respect for Croatia. Their midfield three, Brozovic, Modric, and Kovacic. You might Brazil might be the only team that has a better three in the midfield than they do. How would you like to be the announcer calling those three names out? Every single player on uh, Croatia, pretty much 24 of 26 is an itch. <laughs> all of them. It needs to be scratched. Yeah, all of them. Yes, it does. All <laughs> yeah. right, so I'm with you on Brazil. The next one, England, France. This one's tough. Um, this is very tough. I can't say draw, and that would be cheap to say draw. That'd be a cop out. And it doesn't um, exist. So something about England. France mm-hmm. has the best player in the world right now, Mbappe. Yep. I just don't trust France's defense. Um, I think they're they're prone to give up some goals. I like Harry Kane. I like how the coach for England, Gareth Southgate, has brought in Phil Foden uh, on the on the wing. Um, I like England. England's got something special. They they made it to the final of the European Championships, which some people would argue is a hard. Or it, a lot of people do argue it's the hardest tournament to win in football because you you don't have to play your uh, your Ecuador's or your you know these small kinds right, all right. European powerhouses. And England lost this past year to Italy in the in the final. Um, so they've been on a hell of a run. Then they made the semis in the World Cup before. A lot of those players are the same. I like what they're doing. Not the biggest fan of their coach, but I think their talent will take them through, and I think they, they can be friends. So I'll I, take I, I'm all in on it. Might, just, that might be a um, – that could be a 2-2 draw that goes to penalties. Look, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm going England. Okay. Just because I hate France. Understandable. It's better, yeah, it's understand. Nothing although, like Although that. France was the ones that helped us in the revolution. Yeah, yeah, throw yeah, off yeah, England, yeah. We, but yeah. We could have that discussion forever, gotcha, you and I, that's gotcha. for sure. This brings me to my last one, and it's Portugal versus Morocco. Now, I want to be perfectly clear here. Being a New England guy and my daughter's playing soccer, there are a lot of Portuguese folks in that New England area that my daughter's played soccer against. Gotcha. And I have a natural bias, not to them as people. They're great people. But they beat up my kids. Yeah, so I, I I don't care if this was the devil playing Portugal. Yeah. I'd be rooting for the devil. So I'm telling you right up front, I'm taking Morocco, and I don't know a damn thing about it. Um, Brazil, after after uh, after I mean after Brazil and after France or England and somewhere in that mix, Portugal has the most talented roster in this World Cup. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, however, everybody knows him, everybody knows what he's done. However, if he's going to start, that's going to hamper their ability to win any game. Their coach made a made a very powerful move last game and did not play him. You saw right. what they did. Yep. You know they put up the guy who who, who replaced them got got a hat trick and an assist. Um, they need to leave him on the bench. If they leave him on the bench, I don't see it being a game. Um, but Morocco, this whole tournament has given up one goal and it's an own goal. So their defense is humming. You know, they have yep. they have a really, really good defense. But, again, I think Portugal is just – Morocco doesn't have the ability to take – to hold possession the way they're going to need to to keep Portugal from creating themselves opportunities despite their defense being good. So I'm going to have to go with Portugal. Okay. So now let's just cut to the chase here. Okay. We kind of got a sense of who you are leaning towards across the board here. Who's winning it all? Well, again, as I kind of leaned into, I gotta say Brazil, but my heart 
And what I'm cheering for wants England. So I'm going England. Okay. Because I really like Kane. Gotcha. And then you could do the whole football, American football thing, as ESPN goes off in my ear. <laughs> and you could say, well, America played England to a draw, and then England went on to win the World Cup. Yes. It's kind of adds a little to that young yeah, yeah. swagger Give we're trying to develop. Kudos. You know, yeah, a little pat you. on the back. Give yourself some kudos. Um, now it's funny too. I'm rooting for England, but uh, I'm a, I'm a blue. Obviously, you know, uh, soccer has international, and then you have your club level. My club team is Arsenal, and Harry Kane plays for their main rival, Tottenham. Although it's one of those situations with Harry Kane, where even if he plays for your enemy and you, you hate the team he plays on, you have to respect him. He's just a great player. This is like the All Star Game, though. In, you know, in baseball. It allows you to root for guys that you don't normally root for. Like, you know, you and I go back and forth, Red Sox, Yankees. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can root for Aaron Judge to crush the ball yeah. in, uh, you know, the All-Star game and right. win the home run contest and all that dynamic. stuff. It's interesting dynamic. It's a very interesting dynamic. So, so you could kind of slide by with Kane on that. Definitely. And, and then, you know, something that's got to be brought up is uh, I didn't pick Argentina or Portugal. But, you know, you have Messi and Ronaldo. Ronaldo's, what, 38, 39, Messi's 36, something like that. This is possibly – Messi might be able to squeeze one more out of it. I think it's his style, though. I think he's just going to – You're right. I think – and if he does squeeze it out, he's going to squeeze it out, being on the bench, being the guy wearing the bib and giving water out and motivating guys rather than on the field making a difference. Um, But it would be interesting if – the the scriptwriters would love it for it to be Ronaldo, Messi – the last one. Yeah. Um, so that's wow. a pretty cool thing. If you if you don't have a, a horse in the race and you just want to see the most entertaining thing, yep. that's a cool thing. It'd be Hollywood. It'd be Hollywood. Yep. But um, well, I'm sticking to England. Yeah. Yeah. And and you are you? I gotta go with Brazil. You're saying Brazil. I have to go with Brazil. England. Yes. All right. So let's do this right here on the air with all ten thousand people yawning and listening to us talk about soccer. All right. I'll take England. Okay. If I'm right, you cook the steak. Sounds good to me. And vice versa. Sounds good to me. Okay. And we'll come back on when this is all said and done, and we can rub it in each other's face, whether the dumb football guy was right or the genius soccer dude was right. You should have found a way to incorporate like a Brazilian steakhouse, considering steak, but... Yeah, I've never made Brazilian steak, and I don't think that'd be fair to you if I lost... Oh, no, I'm saying go out. Go oh, out. Go out. Yeah, if England it's, wins, I, I got to treat the Fogo de Chao. If Brazil <laughs> wins, you got to treat the Fogo de Chao. <laughs> yeah. I, I, let's just make it this Keep, real Yeah, no problem. We're, yeah. we're cooking steaks on the grill. Sounds good. We can Sounds do that good. next time around. Baseball season when it's Red Sox, Yankees, maybe we can talk some trash. Definitely. definitely. Then, we'll, then we'll tie Brazil oh, you see my, that You see my boy. Actually, he's not really my boy. I've been so against paying him. He had a great season last year, but you see he just signed. Oh, it's unbelievable. $40 million per. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, we'll save that for another show, but it's been great having you. Thanks for educating me when it comes to soccer. Thank you for having me. Because I'm clueless. This has been a lot of fun. It was a pleasure. Thank you.
right, that brings us to the end of another episode of Touchdowns, Tunes, and Tailgates. So let's recap. We were able to bring on a new character. And when I say character, I genuinely mean character. Soccer Nick is going to visit us from time to time with his insight into all kinds of different things. Because I can't walk away from a conversation without smiling with this guy, whether we're talking politics or NFL or soccer or you name it. So we're going to bring that to life probably once a month. Stacy is always what a great job of keeping us up to date at what's going on in music and talking Yellowstone and, you know, hey, Yellowstone, a chick fight. What's better than that? I don't know. So uh, I hope that everybody is enjoying themselves today. And let's go out with this. Two things. First, don't worry. Be happy. Thank you, Bobby McFerrin from 1980-something. And as always, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. See you guys next week. From the-